Hey guys, welcome to the Good Stuff Podcast. I'm Derek. And I'm Ashley. Both raised in Marysville, Ohio, we decided to stay here and raise a family and start two small businesses because we absolutely love our community. We just want to take some time to celebrate the good people, places, and things here in our community that we love and share some of that good stuff with you. So, enjoy the good stuff. Awesome. Okay, so we are back um, with another episode of the Good Stuff Podcast, and today we are super excited to talk to Miss Shauna Sue, who wears lots and lots of hats in our community and um, brings a lot of good, both personally and professionally, to to the community, to our world. So thank you for being here. Do you like that I'm just sitting here like nodding, like I'm not even going to say anything? I do bring so good. many hats. <laughs> I bring all the hats. Yeah. You take them off. Um. No. No. I like to add more hats. Right. When the going gets tough, what do we do? We pick up more tasks. <laughs> yeah. Nobody. A- awkward silence. Nobody right? knows that more than um, anybody who's worked in the healthcare industry in the last two years. Oh my god. And right? I, do you know I was thinking in the car on the way over? Two years. Two years. I know. Last weekend. Was it was right around now this weekend? Right around now because it was the Arnold. That was the big. That's right. When they canceled the Arnold, and that's when all of my counterparts at the health department we all went. We had a collective poop. (laughs) Like this is this is gonna go somewhere. We don't know where it's gonna go, but it's going somewhere. Something is happening. What was the version of? I remember like, oh, can we sit home with nothing to do? I'm just gonna hang out at home. I don't. I know Derek was actually sort of excited about that first two weeks. Me, (laughs) me, not so much. So in public health, that didn't happen. Right? There was no chill at home. There There was was like zero chill at home. Might as well sell your house. We don't see our home. (laughs) And I'm social media, so it became a 24/7 gig. Sure. Right? Trying to sort out like what's true, what's not, what. What really needs responded to? What is just, yeah. we're going to let it fly, right? Yeah. yeah, so there was no, we had a completely different experience than the rest of the world. Right, yeah. but was there a two-week, like, oh, this will be, like, short-term? Or did you guys know up front, like, this is going to be? This I, is not going to be a short-term thing. I think we kind of knew it wasn't going to be short-term. I think we were thinking six months-ish, start to finish. Nobody anticipated two years. Yeah. But I, I think we knew it was going to be more than just two weeks. Yeah. And, yeah. and again, when they canceled the Arnold two years ago, again, we all looked around at each other and went, oh, oh that means something. Oh, this is something huge because millions of dollars lost, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, so back up for a second. Introduce yourself um, personally, professionally, all of that. Tell us about your hats. So what <laughs> I love when, is when people are like, so what do you do? And I'm my standard answer is all the things, right? <laughs> yeah. So um, Shauna Sue, a lot of people know me from Crooked Door Studio. We'll yes. talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Um, but I also work at the Union County Health Department. Yep. Made it through the pandemic. Woo woo. I shouldn't say that because I don't think we're officially done. Say, actually, for a moment, I was like, it feels so good to hear somebody from the health department say that. And then I knew, I knew it was going to be like, well made it this far right let's 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 bring that back a little because we're still all very superstitious we're like if there's one more variant yes sure no yeah um but our emergency preparedness guy whom i absolutely adore he's like march we're done in march i'm like really are we and he said done or not we're done in march (laughs) okay fair i like that thoughts become things that's fair right become very very true very true um but with 
you know, with the vaccine and that we're all getting back to normal ish. Ish. Yesterday, Columbus ended their mask mandate, right? They did. Yep. They they ended the mask mandate. It's huge. Yeah. 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 So good signs. Very exciting. All good signs. So that's part of what I do, social media for the health department. And then I also contract social media for a couple other agencies um, in Marysville, in Union County. But the studio, the studio is my passion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Awesome. So, okay, health department. We'll talk about that for a second, which we started touching on two years later. Ups, downs, highs, lows, progress forward, steps back, progress forward, all of that. We know that, like, we've all heard all the bad, and lots of us have experienced some of that bad. But we've also heard a lot of stories of people coming together, um, people coming out of the woodworks to offer help. Absolutely. I'm sure sure you're full of those stories. Yep, absolutely. So when I I was thinking about today, And what we could talk about in regard to public health in the last two years, which, like, there's a lot we could talk about. Sure. Um, You know, when the pandemic first started, prior to, let's talk about prior to uh, March of 2020, Uh right? What what goes on at the health department, right? People are like, well, that's where you go to get either your birth certificate or you go to get vaccines, right? You go to have your kids vaccinated. Sure. Or in real estate, you deal with soil and uh, or uh, well and septic and and all that kind of stuff. Improving land, sure, absolutely. So there's this whole other part of the health department that nobody really knows about, um, health promotion. Sure. And that's where we do a lot of community building. Sure, sure. A lot of partner building. As soon as the pandemic started, we started reaching out to those partners. So I I don't want to name... I don't want to name names because I'll forget so many people that were instrumental. But, for example, we reached out to uh, Marysville PD, mm-hmm. right? Reached mm-hmm. out to the Mary- Marysville Division of Police, and they were there in a heartbeat. They came and camped out in our office mm-hmm. and helped us with public information messaging, helped us uh, reaching out, like the sheriff's office helped us reach out to senior populations. Sure. Things that we just couldn't do. Sure. Because we're we're a small agency, right? Sure. I think we have 35 employees and not all full-time. Sure. So that was um, that was amazing to be able to reach out to our partners that we've had conversations with and we've all been at meetings together, but to have them drop everything they were doing and come to our aid, yeah, that was huge. Well, I think it shows to the investment that you've made over the years, that the health department has made over the years. We've talked about this in a previ- previous podcast of – the idea that you have to make deposits into the bank so many times that before you so can ask true. for a withdrawal. And so it's it's clear that that's what has happened. Right? So because true. Yeah. I think we saw that health departments aren't funded for pandemics. <laughs> right? Very much. Because very, thank very much. God they don't happen very often. Right. But, but thankfully – the health department, our local health department had been making deposits into that community bank for years and years and years that right. there were people. And I know I'm fast forwarding to the studio, but I, I say all the time at the studio, we live in a community. We are so incredibly fortunate. All we have to do if we need help is ask. Yes. People want to help. They yeah. genuinely it's do ge- want to help. It's a generous community. It's sure. very generous. And, yeah. you know, we, we learn that not with just money, not with not with anything necessarily tangible Mm -hmm. but people are there what can I do sure you need me to come and help you write messaging I'll be there sure you need me to to do videos for you to help you get this message across you need me to go door to door 
and talk to these seniors to make sure they're safe. Sure. These are all things we can do to help you. So yeah. uh, amazing, amazing community building. Yeah, I know when when every time I went to get vaccinated at, at the um, fairgrounds, right? Oh, yeah, vaccination at the fairgrounds. It yeah. was pouring down rain. Yeah. The, the first two were pouring down rain. And you drive up, and here's these cheery, chipper people standing with their umbrellas. In, and it's like they're drenched, and they're, like, yeah. happy to see you. And I'm thinking, I don't know. Your heart is amazing. <laughs> we started vaccinating in uh, December, December, Christmas right? Eve of 2020. Yeah. Christmas Eve and then New Year's Eve, we were vaccinating. And we're like, really, are we going to have a vaccination clinic on Christmas Eve? Are people going to come out? Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because we started with first responders sure. and making sure all those frontline workers could yeah. get vaccinated first. So then they would be there to help sure. with the effort. And, man, it was something. We yeah. were freezing. Everyone was so cold, frozen to the ground. But it felt like this big, huge step forward. Yes. Well, oh, oh, oh gosh. The, the ever, I mean, so now I've been vaccinated three times, right? Right. And every time, but I particularly remember that first time, there were tears in my eyes was just like, we might be able to, to we might this. make it out the other side. We might make it out the other side. Yeah. yeah. It was like, yeah. But I, but yeah, I remember the weather was terrible every time. And yet the people that were there running the clinics were, I mean, first of all, super efficient. Like, those were amazing. Rest assured, should we have another crisis in Union County? We're on it. (laughs) I really don't want to put that to the test. No, let's not. Let's not. (laughs) But we will mobilize in a hot second. Yeah. Bring back that flu clinic, though. We like, that's good for babies. We will. We will. We need to take a little breather. Oh, my gosh. I get it. I totally get it. But, yeah, you're not the only one that says that. Right. And yeah, it, but that's a good test of our emergency preparedness response. Yeah. Yeah. What else? Any other stories like just pop to your one of my of favorites. Mind? So I worked in the call center quite a bit. And when we first started opening up uh, vaccinations for it was the oldest, the oldest members of our population first. Sure. Right. Once we got through first responders and we started working on those, you know, 80 plus mm-hmm. 75 plus a lot of them not tech savvy right? Having a hard time figuring out. And it was, we had such limited supply of vaccine, right? So people were calling in, waiting on the phone for, you know, an hour. We crashed the phone system a couple times. Yeah, There were so many calls, people trying to get in to get their moms, their grandmas, their grandpas to try to get the most vulnerable in our society vaccinated. That was, um, that was something else to be able to talk to those seniors and something that really sticks out in my mind, that's when I became uh, friends with Pastor Pam. Yes. Do you I was, know Pastor just, Pam? She popped into my head, too. Yeah. I yeah. absolutely adore Pam her. Conley. She did, yeah, yeah, Pastor Pam Conley, yeah. She did everything she could to try to make sure that every senior she came in contact with got vaccinated. Yes, yes. She went well, well above and beyond. Yeah, I remember right? her posts. Yeah. You know, hey, if anybody needs help, here's when it's here's when it's opening. Give me give me your information. I'll I'll jump because our seniors weren't fast enough yes. to yeah. to get information in the system. They were getting timed out and losing their spot. Yeah. And Pastor Pam, she's and on top of that, she would bring us cookies. She would yes. check in. She would 
Yeah, she was an amazing human being. And then you. I remember when you brought us donuts and cards. yeah. That was so huge for us. Like just a spirit lifter because we were feeling a little little rough. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I know a lot of the – the health departments were the brunt of a lot of, I think, frustration. It's interesting, in the, isn't it, that we went from hurrah to yes to a lot of anger, a lot yeah. of negativity, and a lot of anger. It's like when you're, you know, when you're a teenager and your mom's like, "No, you can't go out at three o'clock in the morning," you know, with a group of friends to what I, you know, what I mean? You and can't you're like, "Tell That's me, the smartest choice, right?" But like, I'm frustrated at you, mom, right? You know, right. it's like you guys became the bearer of bad news, right? Regardless of if it was your decision or not, right? Right. It was right. like not my choice. I'm just the messenger. This is no secret. And a lot of times that we were finding out what was going on statewide, we were finding out during the, the 2 p.m. press yes. conference at the same time everybody else yeah. across the state was to, finding you've out. You've got to, like, figure out what does it mean. Right. What And what does it mean in my particular situation? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, as a small business owner, I'll say every time I called with questions about, what am I allowed to do? What am I not allowed to do? Particularly in that, those beginning like six months, I mean, I, I never, I never spoke to anybody that was frustrated or seemed frustrated oh, or good. seemed that's upset good. or bothered or whatever. I mean, everybody was always super pleasant, having conversation, trying to help me navigate how. You know, all before that the pandemic, we we all said you don't work in public health for the money, sure, right? especially not local public health. Sure, you do it because. You love the community that you're in, right? Sure. You love the community that you serve. You do yeah. it because you have a call to serve. You have that passion. Yeah. Ooh, the pandemic put that to the test. But we're, we're all still there, right? Yeah. We love our community. We did it because it was the, the right thing to do, to sure. take care of our neighbors. Yeah. Well, so you, so, so you mentioned um, a little bit about Crooked Door Studio. So talk a little bit about that. Um, both as a small business owner, but then just as an artist, somebody who gets to experience creativity and joy and, you know, giving people a place to, to, to have an outlet where they can be themselves. Okay, so Crooked Door Studio, I like to tell people that's my retirement job. Okay. That happened 25 years too soon. Okay. Right? <laughs> um, I, I opened the studio because I wanted some place to play, some place to hang out with like-minded people. I knew in my heart when I opened the studio, it didn't have to make money. Sure. It just had to support itself. Sure. And and that's what it's done, and it's gone above and beyond that. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try really hard not to get weepy, but <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a special place. It really is a special place. Yeah. It's welcoming for everyone. I don't care who you are. I don't, I don't care if you have money to pay. I don't. It's not about that. It's, it's just getting everyone together and, and creating. Yeah. And I, I think about it because during the pandemic, so I opened the studio in July of 2015 because I missed my five-year anniversary. We were going to have a big five-year open house because of the, um, yeah, or, but because of the pandemic, we missed it. We weren't able to gather. Um, but it's. Isn't it funny? I keep losing my train of thought because I'm like, there's so much at the studio, right? Yeah, there's yeah. so much there going on. Um, it's, oh, help me. 
rephrase. Give me another question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That. How about so so let's let's There's just so much talk, there, right? Yeah, let's talk talk about parts of the studio, right? Okay. So the first being um, how this how you are able to support causes and other gotcha. organizations gotcha. through the studio. So if we circle back to I opened the studio because I I wanted like-minded people to come and play. Yeah. To come and have some place to hang out and create and just be silly and talk and right knew the studio wouldn't make money but when the studio got to the point that it was making money I'm like well I have a day job that I, I love yeah. right I absolutely adore my day job even through a pandemic yeah. <laughs> I love my day job um but what do we what do we do now right yeah. and we go back to the fundamental reason for opening the studio right yeah was for people to come together and hang out and just be themselves. Yeah. And how can we then, I'm getting tangled up again. Isn't yeah. Well, I've seen you, I've seen in a couple ways. I've seen like, you know, um, okay, you're going to donate supplies. To, right. So just recently, one of our students had a, her, um, what are the the Global Scholars Project right. for school? Right. She did kind of like a fun sort of mental health feel good kind of evening. And she here. reached out and to she, see. Yeah. And I said, absolutely, whatever you need, right? Yeah. Because I'm to that point. Again, we don't have to make money at the studio. I'm to that point. I can give back. Sure. Right. Sure. So there's the so you know I've seen you do that regularly. You've got that kind of line going. But then I the other thing and and I isn't it funny? I think that's why I keep getting twisted because I'm like it's uncomfortable to talk about that kind of stuff, right? Sure. Kind of like when you have to go into a job interview and you talk about you brag yourself, about yourself. Yeah. and it's just I don't do it for that. I, yeah, I do it because it's the right thing, thing to, to do. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, no, I totally get that. Um, so another way, let me, uh, let yeah. me just jump in and say another way that I give back, um, when I realized the studio was going to be okay on its own, uh-huh. right. And we, we started making money. I started crooked for a cause and there's a, a little bit of a misunderstanding about what crooked for a cause is. Uh-huh. It's not a nonprofit. It's just a name, Sure. but it's how I give back to the community. I help nonprofits raise money. Yes. So I'll pick a nonprofit. I used to say, we pick a nonprofit because the logo for Crooked for a Cause was my bulldog, Gertrude. Yes, yeah. So I used to say we would pick a cause, Gertrude yeah. and I, we'd sit and have a conversation about it, <laughs> and we'd pick a charity, we'd pick a nonprofit, and then do lots of little fundraisers through the year uh-huh. for that nonprofit. Yeah. Well, Gertrude, of course, we've done this five years now. I think five years. We skipped one year because of the pandemic. Sure. We just had to keep the studio afloat. Sure, sure, but sure. But the first year we picked uh, the Union County Humane Society. Yeah. Gertrude picked. Gertrude. Right. Yeah. She said, yes, let's help the, yes. help the puppies and uh-huh. kitties. Yes. But in the first year, we did lots of little things through the year. We did paint party fundraisers. Yeah. We did um, an artathon where I had 24 artists come in for 24 hours straight and create things. Super fun. And at the end of that 24 hours, everything they created, we then auctioned off. Yeah. So at the end of the year, I wrote a check to the Humane Society. The studio wrote a check under the name of Crooked for a Cause for $5,000 to the Humane Society. Yeah. Right? That's awesome. And I think a lot of that, it goes back to little things add up. Sure. Right? Yeah. You don't have to do one ginormous thing. Yeah. Right? Over a course of a year, it was, you know, $200 from this fundraiser and 
50 bucks out of the change jar and sure. I sold some paintings for a couple hundred dollars, right? But that all added up to what a, a kennel sponsorship for the Humane Society. So. Yes, which pro- probably for the whole year, right? Yeah. A kennel sponsorship. Yeah, because yeah. I think that's a couple hundred bucks a month or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. each year picking that, picking that nonprofit, that's that's been a lot of fun yeah to be able to give back to different groups yes well and I think when you pose it like that that um, it was a bunch of little things like that's tangible everybody can do something little oh absolutely right? it's yeah. you don't have to be this master event organizer to right. put on a 5k or put on a golf outing or something right. like you know those those you're right those little I things love, add up I love dogs yeah right and yes. what can I do to help the ones right here in my community yeah done yeah. yeah. So I think the other aspect of um, of the of the studio is just providing an outlet for people, Absolutely. or providing a place where people can gather and 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 be belong to something or be kind of in community with other people. And I think throughout the pandemic, and you got created creative on how you still manage things through the pandemic. Oh, the shift. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The Um, shift was huge. Yeah, but I'm sure in having people in your space or working with people online, um, I'm sure you've seen kind of transformation happen in the studio with people or barriers breaking down or um, kind of people feeling relief. One of my absolute favorite um, favorite things that happened, it was when I first opened the studio, I had – I have people all different ages come to the studio, right? And I had an older woman that was, she was retired. She was 70 something and we were painting and I was leading step by step through a class and we were, we were painting and she got quiet. I mean, she had been talking to people and she got kind of quiet and inward and I ended up walking over to her just to, just to kind of like lurk behind her. Not that I lurk in class. (laughs) I totally don't. don't you I don't lurk, <laughs> but you know, making the rounds. We're very informal in class, and I want to make sure everybody's enjoying themselves. And and I'm there for whatever whatever questions you have, right? Whatever you need. And I realized she was getting very inward, and I stopped to ask her. I said, you know, is there anything? And she turned and looked at me, and she had tears streaming down her face. Uh-huh. And I wrapped myself around her and I said, because I know no strangers, yeah, right? Yeah. So I wrapped myself around her and I, I removed her from the from the from the room. We walked away and I said, I am so sorry. If you're if you're not enjoying yourself, if you're, you know, whatever's going on, I'll refund your money. I because yeah. we've already said it's not about money, right? Yeah. Whatever it is that we need to do here, let let me help you. And she gave me the biggest hug and she said, No, you don't understand. In grade school, I was told I'm not creative. So I've lived with that for the past, you know, 60, 65, 70 years of my life. I'm not creative. And I came here today because one of my friends drug me here. I didn't really want to come, but she didn't want to go by herself. And so I came with her and I realized how much fun I was having and how much I was enjoying it. And there was a little piece of me that made me sad, grateful, but sad that I lost 70 years of of not not being creative because I was told I wasn't. Yeah. And that I was able to help her with that. Her right? that. To bring yeah. that out. Yeah. 
That's yeah. probably one of my favorite. For sure. One of my That's favorite amazing. stories. Yeah. Yeah. And I tell people, I, I tell people all the time at the studio, when you, when you come to the studio, if you take, if you paint whatever it is that you do when you create, it's not about what you have tangible, what you have physically in your hands on the other side of the class, right? Yeah. It's not about that. It's about the process of getting there, that process of creation. Yeah. People come in all the time and say, I'm, I'm no good at this. I suck at this. Yeah. But do you have fun, right? Yeah. Does it make you feel something? Because sure. isn't that what art's supposed to do? Sure. It's what it's about. Because I relate everything to Instagram videos or, <laughs> right? or TV or whatever. There's like a trending audio right now on Instagram that's like, I don't know, some stupid song about you have to. I'd Sing it, to, babe. I don't no. remember how the tune goes. But it's basically like, you have to suck at something before you're any good. Yeah. But anyway, so it's like people encouraging people to try things. Absolutely. But at right? the same time, I would relate that to mine. Like, I made this. I made this. Not this. But this. Right. And so to me, I really enjoy creating things that serve a function and have some usability. And so that can translate into what you just said of what use does it have for you. Right. Does it look good? Does it, you know, I, I can think of examples right. of that painting meant this to me. It might be right. ugly. So anyway, it, it's funny. I love the feeling of paint in a brush. And I know if you're listening to this, you can't see what I'm doing, but it's like the squishy motion with my hand. <laughs> I love that feeling of paint in a brush. Yeah. There is nothing else that I do that gives me that feeling. Is it a cool painting when I'm done? Maybe not. Do I care? No, because it felt good when I was doing it. Right. Yeah. And those colors and some days it's all blacks and grays and that's sure. okay. Sure. Some days it's a ridiculous explosion of color and glitter, and that's okay too. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, what have you, you know, th- through the pandemic, other side, you know, we can't really say on the other side of the pandemic. I'm going to, I'm going to knock wood. Like every yeah, time we say please. that, right? Yeah. But, but how have you seen what you're doing in the studio, um, be that much more meaningful now that we're two years into this and for the longest time people didn't have the ability to come together and connect and do things like that okay so question me again yeah so so think about pre-pandemic we know how valuable art is to the human experience to the collective experience pandemic happens people get sheltered we're kind of less connected than we have been before and now we can start coming back how have you seen have you seen and how have you seen it be so much more valuable or maybe so much more precious so let's let's talk a little bit about what the studio went through right pre-pandemic and then pandemic so nor pre-pandemic we all come together we hang out you carry in beverage food snacks whatever you want and it's just fun, right? Sure. We talk and we fling paint and we just, we have a lot of fun at the end of the night. If you have a cool painting, cool, but it was the experience of creating it together. Well, then when the pandemic happened, we knew we couldn't all be together like that, sure. right? Because no one knew a lot about the virus. We just knew we couldn't gather in spaces. Sure. So I was able to pivot quite quickly and we took everything virtual. Mm-hmm. So I then created uh, my husband. I adore that man. 
He made a cabinet for me to put in the back breezeway of the studio with a lock on it. So people would message me for supplies. I would charge, you know, nominal fees for supplies, 50 cents for paint, a couple bucks for canvas, brushes, easels, whatever it is you needed. Put them in the cabinet, give you the lock code. And then every Saturday night, make sure your supplies were picked up before then. And every Saturday night, I'd do a Zoom painting. Yeah. And we did that for a year. Did that for a long time. And that would be the year where we didn't have um, Crooked for a Cause, right? We had to keep the studio afloat. And I never charged for any of those classes, Mm. but it was a suggested $10 donation. If you have it, if not, right? And some people paid more and some people didn't pay anything and that's okay. So we did that pivot and that we did that for quite some time. And then we've all started coming back together. And that's been... It started out a little weird. Yeah, yeah, We're sure. We didn't know how to interact with one another I in know. public. I know. Right? The first couple classes, things were really loud and out of control yeah. because we had forgotten what it was like to be together. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and now we've kind of started to come back to that whole pre-pandemic level where we're, we're talking to one another again. We're, we're getting a little more comfortable. Yeah. But I think, you know, you talk about precious we, and we haven't talked much about being a small business owner, a female small yeah, business owner. Yeah. I could have lost the studio easy. Oh, for right. Sure. So yes. many businesses went under during the pandemic, yeah. right? The businesses that couldn't or weren't able to shift yeah. as quickly as we did yeah. went under. Mm-hmm. And now I'm thinking back to something you said earlier. You, you put in, right? Yeah. What, how did you how did you phrase you that make earlier? a lot of deposits into right? the bank before you can make a withdrawal so unwittingly I evidently made deposits yeah. right deposits in my community because then when we pivoted and we took everything online people were paying people a class is twenty five dollars people were still paying twenty five dollars yeah. with little notes that said things like I know ten dollars isn't enough we want to we want to see you through on the other side we yeah. all want to be able to get back together again yeah so that was, yeah. that's what it's about, man. Yeah, yeah. It was huge. Yeah. What was that feeling like your first class back in the studio? I, there were tears. There were so many tears. Yeah. And I got a little befuddled here earlier talking. Sometimes my, my train derails a little bit, my thought train. And it was, it was very much like that during the first class. Yeah. And it was funny because nobody even cared what I was saying right. at that point. <laughs> we were all just sitting there like dopey, just we're smiling here. at each Can other. You believe it? We're here. We made it. Yeah. We made it through. Again, knock wood. Yes. Right? Yes. I remember that last year at the recital. We had an outdoor recital, so still a little different. Right. This year we're, we're going to be back in a theater. But um, I remember standing on stage. I was also like 100 months pregnant. So I was, you know, definitely hormonal. And it was 8,000 degrees out. Um but I remember standing on stage that first time looking at an audience of people yeah. and doing everything I could not to cry. Like, you yeah. just try. It's just such a moment of, like, there are so many things I never even considered could be taken away that quick. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And just that, yeah. man, do we need to pause and be thankful yeah. for all of that. And, and I don't know how many times during um, the Zoom classes, our Saturday night virtual Zoom classes. Yeah. I'd get a little weepy and go, I know we're not in the studio. We're not physically there right now, but it's still there waiting for us. Yes. Because of you. Because of you. Yeah. Right. You, you all are here helping me save. Yes. This precious place. Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Well, one of the things we always like to um, end with is a challenge to people who are listening. So we've done things in the past like do something for someone in which you can't get paid. Or when we talked to the Encore crew, it was go consume art. Do something that has something I to do with that. art, right? I love last that. Week, or or, or, or um, last week when we were talking to Susan, it was who in your past has really influenced you? Just give them a call and tell them thanks. Or I write them a that. letter yeah. and tell them thanks, you yeah. know? Like, so so what what would your challenge be? So I've thought, I've been thinking a lot about this, right? And I think it it makes so much more sense now that we're ending our conversation here, right? As we're coming out on the other side. Again, knock wood one more time, right? (laughs) As we're coming out on the other side and we're starting to ditch those masks and we're starting to see each other again. Isn't it interesting when we all put those masks on? We averted eye contact. We didn't sure. we didn't look at one another, sure. right? You went to the grocery store and you wanted to get in and get back out. Sure. Right? But now we're coming back to being more social again. And I want to encourage everyone to look at a stranger and smile. It's yeah. that simple, it right? Yeah. Make eye contact and smile. Because I go to the I go to the store, you go uptown, you go wherever, and you see people still are a little hesitant, not sure. averting eye contact, not looking at one another. Yeah. And for, for my friends that know me really well, they know I'm an introvert. I don't know who Shauna Sue is at Crooked Door Studio. She's a different person. <laughs> it's but the glitter. <laughs> it is. Oh, my God. It's all about the glitter. But I really am an introverted person. So if I can do it, sure. if I can go to the grocery store and look you straight in the eye and yeah. say, how, how are you today? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You don't even have to say anything. You can smile. Yep. Just like make that genuine human contact yeah. because we've missed that yeah. this past two years. We really have, and we need it. Yes, for sure. That's a super good one. See people. See them. I, I, our daughter is like, you know, like every other person in the world right now is just all about the new Disney movie Encanto. Oh, so and good. at the very end when Dolores says, I see, or uh, what's his name? At the very, very end. Anyway, he says to Loris, I see you. And she says, I hear you. Yeah. It's like, ah, yeah, just strip it away. Yeah. I see you. Yes. Yeah. Super, super good. Good, good, good. Shauna, thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. For being here. We appreciate you. And thank you for continuing to, to do good, to lift the community up, to you know, be generous. You just, you just made it weird again. <laughs> <laughs> again, it's like talking, <laughs> it's like talking about yourself in a job yeah, interview. Yeah. I, yeah. Yes. Well, thank we you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks thank you. so much for having me here today. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks guys for listening. As always, if you, are you going to give the closer? Nope. Yeah. Do it. Okay. If you know of somebody who's doing good stuff that we should talk to, let us know. If you see something good, share it. Um, keep listening, send your ideas and, uh, and go make eye contact with a stranger. Let them know that they are seen until next week. Go do good. <laughs>